What's happening, No Sweat Evangelism podcast listeners? Fired up that you're with us here again today. This podcast really is designed just to encourage you to be faithful in sharing the gospel with those who are far from God. And it's pretty interesting how we've uh, been taking these last few episodes. We've been interviewing pastors who are really getting it done in the state of Georgia when it comes to evangelism. And the individual we have on the line today is not going to be a surprise if we were going to do something like this, and that is Dr. James Merritt. So, James, say hey, everybody. Hey, man, good to be with you, Levi, and hello out there, world. There you go. That's right. Well, listen, uh, James, I'm going to, and I'm calling him James because he told me to, all right? so Yeah, absolutely. There you go, man. So let, let me just ask you this. Not everybody really knows your salvation story. So just in a sure. minute, kind of share with us how you came to faith in Christ. Yeah, I'll be real brief on that, Levi, and make it short and sweet. I was nine years old. If you ever go to Gainesville, Georgia, up on the square, there used to be a theater there called the Royal Theater. As a nine-year-old boy, my mom took me and my brother to see King of Kings. It's the story of Christ. When I when I was, I've heard all that, you know, growing up and didn't see anything that was a surprise, so they got to the crucifixion. I asked myself the question, why are they crucifying him? All he's ever done is great things. The Spirit of God actually really spoke to me, not out loud, but in my heart, and said, they're not crucifying him, you are. Mm. Well, it just stopped me in my tracks, Levi, and I, I, in my heart said, I wasn't even there 2,000 years ago. And the voice came back in my heart and said, he died for your sins. Well, I'd heard that a thousand times, but I finally got it. Oh, it was not the Roman soldiers mm. that killed Jesus. It was my sins that crucified Jesus. And right there in that theater, uh, Levi, I prayed and asked Christ to come into my heart and save me. And, uh, I mean, I'm just telling you, my life was transformed right then. I knew the boy that walked out of that theater was not the boy that walked in, and that's the day that Christ changed my life. Man, that's tremendous. I'll tell you what, as I have the opportunity to interview a lot of pastors, it's pretty shocking how many of them came to faith in Jesus at an early age. Right. And uh, just hearing how God really drives this passion in their hearts for evangelism is pretty impressive as well. Why are you so passionate about sharing the gospel? Like, what drives you to share Jesus, not just from the pulpit, but also just with individuals as you go about your normal day. So there's an old man, this is my good friend, Freddie Gage, who, uh, in fact, I did his funeral. He's like a father to me. And he said something I'll never forget. He said, James, you know what's wrong with the average Christian? I said, what's that, Freddie? He said, they got saved, but then they got over it. Mm. All I can tell you, Levi, I just never got over it. I know how Christ changed my life. Uh, my dad was basically almost an alcoholic, you might say. He was 28. Christ changed his life, and he never drank again for 55 years. And I, I just caught, for, you know, just knowing how he changed my life, I realized he brought me into this world so I, he could use me to help change others. And I've just never gotten over that passion. Man, that's awesome. You know, it's kind of interesting. You know, everybody didn't get to hear our conversation before we started uh, right. really recording, but there was somebody who you had an impact on, Lee Mabry, who had an impact on right. me when it comes to evangelism. But just yeah. thinking about your life, is there somebody in your past who's really helped fan the flame of evangelism in your heart? Yeah, you know, some maybe there's out there somebody to remember, but, uh, you know, there was a pastor. He pastored at Piedmont Baptist Church in Marietta. His name was Cliff Duvall. And Brother Cliff uh, brought me on as a summer student worker, a youth minister, we called him back in the day when I was in college. 
And um, he took me soul winning every week. We would go out. And I can clockwork. Four to six, we went out and knocked on doors. Wow. And uh, I, I caught it from him. I just saw, you know, we, I saw people come to Christ. I saw how lives literally were transformed, people born again right in front of me. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and kind of like you said, Levi, I said, you know, and not only did I say I could do it, he was telling me, hey, you can do it too. Mm. And so, you know, I really owe a lot of my passion for evangelism to uh, Cliff Duvall. Man, that's tremendous. And I know right where that church is. I think Ike Reichert is pastor. Ike Reichert's there now. That's correct. That's exactly sure is, right. Yeah. That's tremendous, man. Well, I know you've been in ministry several years. Is there anything that you've had to change in your method of sharing the gospel with people in our current culture? You know, that's a great question, Levi, and, and I, I don't know, there's, there's I guess not, maybe not the word change it may be, but I'll tell you what I, I've done that I think has been one of the best things I've ever done. I practice what I call permission evangelism. Mm. You know, one of the problems, Levi, that a lot of Christians have, frankly, they have two big problems with evangelism. How do you get into it and how do you get out of it? Yeah. And so what I've learned to do is I'll, I'll practice what I call uh, permission evangelism. So I'll give you an example. So let's say you and I get on a plane together. And I don't know who you are, and we get to talking, and, and so you'll eventually get around to asking me, what do you do, James? And I was like, well, you know, I used to kind of hem hard, make something up, but, I, you know, I'm a pastor. Well, you can almost see eyes glaze over it. You can almost see, you know, the, the fear or the, the apprehension. So I'll just put, put people at ease, and I'll say, uh, you know, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a pastor, and, and I do have a passion for, you know, sharing my faith with, with Christ. And I'll just say something like this. I'll say, do you mind talking about spiritual things? Or do you have an interest in talking about spiritual things? And what that does is, number one, it gives a person an out versus, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, good to go. Number two, it lets me know, is God moving here or not? Now, the beautiful thing is, rarely have I ever had anybody in that situation say, no, I don't want to talk about that. So I, I use what I call permission evangelism. Like, hey, do you ever think about spiritual things? Or do you believe there's more than to life than just the physical? Well, hey, do you mind talking about spiritual things? So that, that's the big, been the biggest thing. But the gospel itself haven't changed anything mm-hmm. in just sharing the old-fashioned gospel. That's exactly right. Well, and I love what you just said. I actually just used that line, believe it or not, at a hibachi restaurant and uh, had a couple sitting across from me and they just kind of, you know, brought up a conversation and I just said, hey, do you guys have a spiritual background? Do you like talking about things like that? That's good. Next thing I know, man, we were in a conversation and I just walked over there and got to share the gospel with them. Yeah, so definitely the gospel doesn't change by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes our methods do change a little bit based on who we're talking to, what our setting is. But the reality is we are all called to share and we've got to be intentional about that. And you know, Levi, I'll just jump in. Freddie saw Freddie Gates said something else too, and he's right. If you think about it, you, you really got to get creative to share the gospel the wrong way. Mm, that's good, man. <laughs> that's really good. Well, listen, I know you're leading an evangelistic church right now. Is there something that you've used in the life of your church family that has helped? more people catch the fire of evangelism. The biggest thing you're ever going to do as a pastor is lead by example. Evangelism really is more caught than it is taught. Mm. 
And so one of the things that I've done is uh, through the years is not only preach about it and, talk, and, 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 you know, talk about it, but I share stories. And by the way, I share stories of people I don't get to lead to Christ. That's right. But I share stories about, you know, I'll say I'll work something in like, you know, late, yesterday I was in a restaurant and I asked a waitress, hey, how can I pray for you? And by the way, I just did that today. How can I pray for you? And there's always a story. And, and then I've got a little, call it the best news card, it's a little, little simple card with the gospel, and I'll give them a best news card. So that's the first thing. The second thing I, I would say is you is, is keep it simple. Um, we, we, we've really boiled down the gospel called we call the best news. It's bad news, worst news, good news, best news. It's very simple. And we take our people through that about once or twice a year in the service. We'll get, everybody gets a card. And then the third thing we've done is we've adopted that who's your one, which I, I really did just call it something else. And so we, we, everybody has a one, and we ask people to share their, their testimonies and their stories of people they've led to Christ. And then the last thing we do is we, let, we always close our services this way. You do not get to leave this church. And it shocks everybody, when, if, particularly a guest. You do not get to leave this church. And I'll pause and I'll say, you are sent from this church That's to good. share the gospel. That's good, man. That's a great word. I also love what you said. I know there, there are several pastors who listen to this podcast. So I hope you grabbed hold of what uh, James Merritt just mentioned. He actually said he does evangelism training in the service. Is that is that what I heard you say? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. See, I dig that. That was... This, I did the exact same thing because, I, and I'll be honest with you, I, I actually tried to do evangelism training in a small group in our church, and I think we had about, you know, I invited the whole church. I think we had about 15 people show up, and I thought, well, this, right. isn't, this isn't good. <laughs> so yeah, right. I just said, where do we have most people? And it was like Sunday morning in worship. Yep. So I just yep. tricked all of them and trained every one of them. So that's that's phenomenal, man. I love to hear that. All right, this is a uh, a deep question, right? So get ready for everybody. You're, you're fixing to drop some wisdom on everybody, I'm sure, with this. So if you could go back in time and talk to yourself just beginning ministry, what would you say to yourself that would be helpful? You know, there's a lot of things, but to be honest, as it comes to my mind, I would do, believe it or not, I would do a better job pastoring my own family. Mm. Um, we did devotions at home, uh, Levi. We, you know, every round the table, we took turns. That's great. We, we, you know, we uh, the, every every uh, every five days. I've got three boys, and we everybody would do a devotional each day, and then we would, you know, give scripture memory and that kind of thing. But I think too often we pastors, especially, we get so busy pastoring our flock, we forget to pastor our own family. And so uh, I think I would try to, looking back, I'd do a better job of trying to mentor and, and pastor my family. Um, I think the other thing, Levi, that I, I would do for sure is I would try to build more of a missionary-minded sending church than I did in the past. The, the, the big problem with evangelistic pastors, it used to be this way, it's not anymore, but I majored so much on Jerusalem in, in many years of my ministry, I forgot the uttermost parts of the earth, believe it or not. And so I would do, do a much better job of going on mission trips, leading mission trips, and getting people to go on mission trips. Those would be the two things I would do. Man, that's tremendous. That's a great word. I'm glad you shared that. You know, I'm, I'm a young young guy, got four kids at home, and just, just that statement right there, pastor your family. Man, I'm, I'm jotting that down for sure to make sure not to neglect that. That's a great, great word. So, James, here's a here's a – kind of a free question you didn't know was coming uh so i want to ask you and you i feel like you might be blunt so i'll ask you okay (laughs) (laughs) when you look at the context of the church today just in america and i know you probably travel more than 
most of us. Uh, what are you most excited about when you're looking at the New Testament church? What I'm most encouraged about, Levi, honestly, is seeing young pastors and, and guys like you that have a passion and a fire for the gospel and for biblical exposition and to see uh, people come to Christ. And, you know, I, I think that's easily for me, uh, you know, the most encouraging thing that I see about the church is that, you know, thank the Lord, he's faithful. He is still raising up, uh, you know, a generation of pastors. And, you know, I don't mind telling you, Levi, when I hear a guy like you, you, know, you can hear it in your voice. And you say, you know, I'm a young pastor, and I, I, I you know, I think, you know, there was a day I used to be a young pastor, <laughs> and those days are gone. I'm not a young pastor anymore. And But to see young guys like you who in so many ways, Levi, honestly, are so far ahead of the game uh, in terms of your thinking, your creativity, your innovation, your risk-taking. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you real quick, Levi, just to see the number of young guys. When, here, here's how things have changed in the back, like, like, like the last 35 or 40 years. When guys like me came out of the ministry, we wanted to go to the first Baptist church. That's yeah. the church we wanted to go to, First Baptist Church. Now guys want to go out. They don't want to go to any church. They want to go plant churches. Right. <laughs> they want to build it their way. And, you know, and, and, of course, I got to do that in my later years, which is a no whole other story. But, you know, th that's the thing I think that encouraged me is guys are willing to get out there and say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not interested in plowing where somebody else has already plowed. Mm -hmm. Let me go do something nobody else has done. Let me do it. I think there's a better way to do it, and that really excites me. That's awesome. All right, so let me flip that question then and ask sure. you, as you're looking at the church in America, what, what is, um, what's something that really causes you great concern? Yeah, you know, um, three things, Levi, to be frank, and I'm, again, I want to be blunt. To see so many people that, that, that major on the minors, to see so many people that want to fight over things that I think are just not that important. And I'm not talking about big issues like homosexuality, gay marriage, abortion, all that. I'm in that fight like everybody else. But but I, I just see so many people who are so much more passionate because if you don't dot their theological I in every aspect and cross their theological T, you're a bad guy. Right. And they, I don't see any passion for evangelism. I see a lot of passion for conflict, and I see a lot of passion for fighting. That's one thing. The second thing that, that discourages me... I mentor eight guys every year, Levi. I've done it for years. I had my mentoring group last night. We were talking about this very thing. We were talking about the difference between biblical and cultural Christianity. The second thing that discourages me, Levi, is, and, and I'm, I pass from, I'm going to be conservative. I think 80% of the people that attend our churches today are cultural Christians. Mm. I don't mean they're not saved. I'm not saying that. They're saved, but they don't think biblically. They think culturally. So I'd say that's the second thing. And then the third thing I would say is just a lack, an apathetic, uh, decreasing commitment to the local church. The average Christian doesn't understand, there's an old-fashioned term called churchman. There's a decreasing commitment to the local church. Mm. When, when we know statistics tell us, everybody's talking about this, everybody has this problem, that some of your most committed people today don't even come half the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it really is discouraging. Christ died for the church. Half the New Testament was written to the local church. If you're going to be the Christian God wants you to be, you don't just need to go to a church. You need to be involved and serve in that church. That's right. Man, that's a good word. And I, I would echo everything that you just said. And listen, I just want to say how grateful I am that you took some time out of your day to spend with us to do this podcast and uh, grateful for your ministry. I've known you from afar. You're, you're 
your ministry, your preaching, everything about you, man, has been just a huge source of encouragement for me, and I know many, many others as well. So let me just say thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today to this No Sweat Evangelism podcast. And also, just to remind you, Georgia Baptist Mission Board has a very unique deal on sharing the gospel that you can get a hold of. Just go to nosweatevangelism.com, nosweatevangelism.com. There you can find a resource, a tool that will help you get into a gospel gospel conversation and get out of the gospel conversation, as James Merrick just mentioned. So check that out, nosweatevangelism.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. 